all the worlds a stage and all the men and women merely players. And they have their exits and they have their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts. I'm playing the part of Crystal Clear, the host of More Mark Lines. Thanks for listening. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. If you have never tuned in to the greatest, the weirdest, the most psychotic, delusional, zany, wacky, abstract, avant-garde atrocity. Comedy sketch show about having more glum disease. Is that niche enough for you? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Listen up, folks. Today I want to talk to you about antipsychotics. Gotta take your medications. Listen, you guys, I've talked about this many times. I'm more Morgulons. I'm not a big fan of psychotropic medications. Those are the antidepressants, the antipsychotics, the anxiolytics, which means anti-anxiety. Um... I have been a psychiatric nurse in the field, working in the field for six years. A couple of those years, as I've stated before in this show, I was the director of inpatient drug trials at the largest uh, clinical research site in my state. So we specialized in central nervous system disorders, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and mainly neuropsychiatric disorders, AKA the crazies. Um, most people that have Morgulons go to the doctor and they get diagnosed with the crazies, AKA delusional parasitosis. And they're often prescribed drugs like Risperidol, Seroquel, um, <clears throat> maybe the old school drugs, even Pimazod. Pimazod, just so you know, happens to be an anti-helminth drug, anti-worm, it's a dewormer as well as a quote, antipsychotic. But I assure you from firsthand experience that the supposed safety and efficacy of antipsychotic drugs, as well as many other psychotropic drugs, is, um, shall we say, highly questionable, okay? The only research that's out there on these drugs is conducted by the companies that make them Mm-hmm, yes. And um, it's a huge multi-billion trillion dollar industry. The largest and most powerful lobby group in America is the pharmaceutical lobby. And you can say anything is safe and effective if you only study it for like mm, six to 12 weeks, maybe tops 12 weeks. Um, and since the diagnosis itself is completely subjective and is based upon absolutely no objective physiological empirical evidence, um, 
it's pretty easy to skew the data and say, oh, this patient's better, this patient's not better. I mean, how? what are we defining better as? Um, and by the way, the number one problem, I will tell you, with clinical drug trials for neuropsychiatric drugs is the fact that um, <clears throat> the kind of people that are able to enroll in an inpatient drug trial that lasts 90 days, where they are stuck on a psych ward with other people who are also down on their luck and actually never had any luck. Instead, they have been abused, neglected, and living a depraved life. I would say most um, all of them did not have schizophrenia. They're just poor, recently out of jail, have insecure housing, are exploiting uh, their six children with six different partners and rolling them in six different trials. Um, yeah, just the, the generationally poor people in this country and of course in developing countries. As my former boss uh, told me in the interview <laughs> for that job at the clinical research site, he said, well, you see a lot of the uh, pharmaceutical companies are moving their trials to the third world because, you know, human life just isn't as valuable there. And I was like, I can't believe you just said that. Um, but, you know, this is the way I looked at it. So, yeah, it's completely corrupted. But at least in that context, we were the pharmaceutical companies were paying these guinea pig people um, a lot of money to participate in these trials. And, you know, usually when you go to the psychiatrist and get stupid drugs that don't work, make you fat, sick, and dumb, and die, um, they charge you. <laughs> so I figured, well, I'm one of the good guys. Um, but it's all bad. So Speaking of, I'd like to share with you this wonderful article from 2008, The Guardian newspaper. This is an opinion piece by Adam James. Christian was slouched in a chair in Bradford Psychiatric Unit. He was seemingly only half conscious, half alive. He could hardly speak, let alone raise his head. Christian had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Two days before, in a haze of paranoia, he had punched a colleague of mine at a day center. So Christian was sectioned and medicated heavily with neuroleptic drugs. <laughs> Excuse me, neuroleptic is just an old school term for antipsychotics. Okay. Um, most people on seeing Christian would have described him as being so whacked out he was a dribbling wreck. The drug advisory body, the National Institute of Health and Clinical Excellence, would say the neuroleptic treatment had successfully, quote, calmed Christian in preparation for treating the, quote, underlying psychiatric condition. Neuroleptics such as clozapine, olanzapine, risperidone, and seroquel are, <clears throat> olanzapine is also called Zyprexa, clozapine is also called, also called clozaril, risperidol is risperidone, and quietapine is seroquel. Just, you guys, are, they always have two names, generic and brand. Um, so those are the primary treatment, quote, for psychosis, particularly schizophrenia. Indeed, 98 to 100% of people diagnosed with schizophrenia inside our psychiatric units and 90% living in the community are on neuroleptics, also called antipsychotics. NICE's guidelines, that's the National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence, for the treatment of schizophrenia say, quote, there is well-established evidence for the efficacy of antipsychotic drugs. A similar efficacy used to be claimed for Prozac and other SSRIs in the treatment of depression, but a study published last Tuesday could well have pulled the plug on Prozac. Yes, there was a huge systematic review of antidepressants around uh, this time that this was published in 2008 that found 
hands down for sure, uh, not statistically, significantly more effective than placebo. Um, and often have severe side effects and long withdrawal periods. Um, so anywho, and now a London NHS psychiatrist, Joanna Moncrief, has similarly endeavored to expose the quote myth of antipsychotics. Whereas Moncrief has already highlighted antidepressant non-effectiveness, it is her research on antipsychotics that is more shocking. The evidence shows, she says, that antipsychotics do not only not work long-term, they also cause brain damage, a fact which is being, quote, fatally overlooked. Plus, because of a cocktail of vicious side effects, antipsychotics almost triple a person's risk of dying prematurely. That is true. That has been established um, in many studies over and over. Moncrief particularly strikes out at her own profession, psychiatry, claiming it is ignoring the negative evidence of antipsychotics. In her book, The Myth of the Chemical Cure, Moncrief argues effectively that psychiatry is guilty of gross scientific misconduct. Amen, Ms. Moncrief. Firsthand, and you see that it's batshit insane to say that these drugs are safe and effective. They are generally not. Unless, of course, you consider a drooling wreck effective. Um, having examined decades of clinical trials, Moncrief's first point is that once variables such as placebo and drug withdrawal effects are accounted for, there's no concrete evidence for antipsychotic long-term effectiveness. This is a radically different interpretation of the meta-analyses and trials Nice used to arrive at its opposite conclusion, but Moncrief is confident her scrutiny of the evidence is valid. At the heart of years of dissent against psychiatry through the ages, at the heart of years of dissent against psychiatry through the ages has been its use of drugs, particularly antipsychotics, to treat distress. Do such drugs actually target any, quote, psychiatric condition, or are they chemical control? A socially useful reduction of the paranoid, deluded, distressed, bizarre, and odd into semi-vegetative zombies. Historically, whatever dissenters thought has been ignored. So, it appears, have new studies which indicate that antipsychotics do not work long-term. Um, <clears throat> for example, a U.S. study last year in the Journal of Nervous and Mental Disease reported that people diagnosed with schizophrenia and not taking antipsychotics are more likely to recover than those on the drugs. The study was on 145 patients, and researchers reported that after 15 years, 65% of patients on antipsychotics were psychotic, whereas only 28% of those not on medication were psychotic. A staggering finding, surely. So where were the mainstream media yelps of, quote, breakthrough in schizophrenia treatment? Not a squeak. Moncrief's second point is that the psychiatric establishment underpinned by the pharmaceutical industry, it is true, it is true, it is true, has glossed over studies showing that antipsychotics cause extensive damage, the most startling being permanent brain atrophy, brain damage, or tardive dyskinesia. That's when you can't quit sticking your tongue out of your mouth, and it is a horrible, horrible condition, and it's permanent. Um, 
As in Parkinson's disease, patients suffer involuntary repetitive movements, memory loss, and behavior changes. They're talking about patients who take antipsychotics, people. Antipsychotics cause atrophy of the brain within a year, Moncrief says. She accuses her colleagues of risking creating a, quote, epidemic of iotrogenic brain damage. Iotrogenic means your doctor did it to you. You didn't have a problem until you went to go see him, and he damaged your brain with his antipsychotic drugs. And you actually still have real morgulons in your body. Um, and the shit is <laughs> just making shit worse. Moncrief is a hard-nosed scientist, so she is respectfully reserved. But gross scientific misconduct is her accusation. Quote, it is as if the psychiatric community cannot bear to acknowledge its own published findings, she writes. How worrying it is, then, that the Healthcare Commission should report last year that almost 40% of people with psychosis are on levels of antipsychotics exceeding recommended limits. I can attest to that, y'all. I have seen an eight-year-old who was on double the max daily dose of three different antipsychotics and lithium. That poor child will probably be in chronic kidney failure and dialysis by the time he is 30, not to mention retarded. Poor child. I got him I got him off some of the drugs, but I think the damage is done. Anywho. Um so sad, y'all. Such levels cause heart attacks. Exceeding recommended levels of levels that will cause heart attacks. Indeed, the National Patient Safety Agency claims heart failure from antipsychotics is a likely cause for some of the forty average annual, quote, unexplained deaths of patients in British mental health wards. Uh, other effects of antipsychotics include a massive weight gain, metabolic impairment, and increased risk of diabetes. Huge increased risk, y'all. I've seen it over and over again. I look at people's labs every single day. I've seen literally tens of thousands of labs of people on antipsychotics, and they do have a higher risk of developing diabetes type 2 and all kinds of other crazy shit hyperlipidemia. Um, it's very sad. Two years ago, the British Journal of Psychiatry, Britain's most respected psychiatry journal, published a study reporting that people on antipsychotics were 2.5 times more likely to die prematurely. The researchers warned there was a, quote, urgent need to investigate whether this was due to antipsychotics, but so ingrained is the medication culture and mental health that many psychiatrists feel that not medicating early with antipsychotics amounts to negligence, Moncrief notes. Moncrief does acknowledge there is evidence for the short-term effectiveness of antipsychotics, but again, Moncrief asks psychiatry to be honest. Moncrief points out that when antipsychotics such as chlorpromazine, which is also called Thorazine, were first used in the 1950s, they were, quote, major tranquilizers. Why? Because that's an accurate description of their effect, particularly short-term. They sedate or tranquilize the emotions, so reducing the anxiety of paranoia and delusions. Any person on antipsychotics is likely to verify this. Now, however, these drugs are referred to as antipsychotics. For Moncrief, this is a wheeze because there's no evidence that antipsychotics act directly on the, quote, symptoms, paranoia, delusions, hallucinations of those diagnosed with psychosis. There's nothing antipsychotic about antipsychotics. So what are the alternatives? Moncrief, like her fellow psychiatrists in a group called the Critical Psychiatry Network, asked services to look seriously at non-drug approaches, such as the Soteria Network in America. She believes psychiatrists such as herself should no longer have unparalleled power to forcibly detain and treat patients. Habeas corpus, y'all. See it all the time. Instead, they should be pharmaceutical advisors engaging in democratic drug treatment with patients. I don't know what the hell that means. If the drugs don't work, why are you giving them drugs? Psychiatrists should be involved in, quote, shared decision-making with patients and would have to go to civil courts to argue their case for compulsory treatment. Oh, man, it's so corrupt. 
Psychiatry would be a more modest enterprise, writes Moncrief, no longer claiming to be able to alter the underlying course of psychological disturbance, but thereby avoiding some of the damage associated with the untrammeled use of imaginary chemical cures. So, um, not only do these drugs not treat schizophrenia or psychosis of any kind very well, including uh, delusional parasitosis, which I think in and of itself is a delusion, um, they definitely do not cure Mortalons. Uh, if they're helping you and you're taking them, right on. I want you to be helped. And I respect every choice you make for your body. But that shouldn't for me. It doesn't help Mortalons. And I'm still not crazy. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.